0: hello and welcome back to the pennsylvania chambers all business podcast featuring the passion vision and unique talents of pennsylvania's entrepreneurs business owners and executives special thanks to today's sponsor appi energy a pennsylvania chamber preferred provider delivering data-driven procurement and consulting solutions that help businesses reduce and manage electricity and natural gas supply costs. And now here's Lori Rennie.
1: Thanks for tuning in to the Pennsylvania Chamber's All Business Podcast. We are really excited to have Dr. Maurice, otherwise known as Reese Fleury, CEO of Commonwealth Charter Academy with us in studio. Commonwealth Charter Academy offers a unique charter school experience, a top-accredited K-12 public cyber charter school. CCI provides personalized, tuition-free education to all Pennsylvania students. Commonwealth Charter Academy's mission is to deliver a personalized learning experience that engages the entire family and prepares students to succeed in school and in life. Welcome to the podcast, Reese. How are you oh, doing today? Oh, I'm
2: doing wonderful. Thanks for having me.
1: Awesome. We're glad to have you. And I'll tell you, I, CCA is not your typical school um, or learning environment, for that matter, for either the kids or their families. Tell our listeners a little bit more about what makes CCA unique.
2: Well, I think there's two big things that make us unique besides the fact that we're virtual school, that predominantly education is done online, but philosophically what makes us different is we talk to the student not about graduation, but what do you want to do when you're 25 and 30 years old? You know, wow. Let's prepare you for life. Let's prepare you for a career, and talk about how high school. Does that? It's not just walking across the stage. And to fulfill that mission, we're intimately involved with the family. We have a family support network. We talk to the parents regularly. We get, we you know garner their input right. on how their child learns and what their interests are. And I think those two things make us very very unique.
1: That that is amazing. And especially you know when I look back when I was in grade school and high school, I don't think I ever had a conversation about you know, I kind of had an idea what I wanted to do, but I really wasn't, you know, marching towards that goal or really thinking about it that in depth. So, and especially when you get involved with the family, I just think that's phenomenal, especially in this day and age. And, you know, you talk about how the whole family is a solution to childhood education. Talk a little bit more about that, because right now it's, it's tough out there. You have single family homes, you have two parents that have to work how do you look at the whole family solution as part of their education process
2: sure well traditionally schools have kind of kept the family at arm's length you know they want parents involved but not really engaged they want them involved in the PTO functions and the back-to-school functions and they want them to be available but it's kind of on the school's terms I don't think we've ever placed a correct value on how well a parent knows their child mm-hmm. they may not be a trained educator But nobody knows a child as well as a mom or a dad. Yeah. You know, what makes that kid tick, how they learn, what their triggers are, the type of things that get them excited, the things they don't like. And so I think as schools, we've really missed valuable input on how a child learns and what they do and how we help that child succeed. Plus, parents aren't trained career counselors you know their <laughs> right. career experience is theirs and relatives and what they've been exposed to in the workplace and so as a school I think we have a responsibility to work with the entire family because a child's career goals while yes it's the child's career goals it involves the whole family Absolutely. because the family may or may not be able to support certain tracks right you know towards that career so I think the whole family needs to be engaged
1: it's That's just amazing. And you're right. You know, as parents, we just say, hey, it's important that you get your education. And by the way, I don't want you living in my basement when you're 26. And that's really about the extent of, you know, most parents, Mm -hmm. you know, gearing their child towards their career. They just want to make sure that they're being educated and that there's a job on the other end. But, you know, when I had a tour of your building and, you know, the whole building, I mean, even the infrastructure, It's structured with such thought and care for the employees, for the families, for the students, even outside entities who want to utilize your facilities. Talk to us a little bit more about that because I find it so fascinating how you really structured the entire environment.
2: Okay, well our buildings we call them family service centers because that's their purpose. Our teachers and our administrators and our support staff work in these physical facilities but the goal is to serve the family. So a parent can come in with the child to get face-to-face tutoring if what they're doing online, they're just not picking things up and they need a little extra support. We do field trips and activities and different events out of our physical facilities. And any local community group that wants to use our facilities uses them free to charge. If you're a not-for-profit, or are a community-based group, we'll make our buildings available to you because we think they are the community's building. They're paid for by taxpayer dollars. So the taxpayers have to have access. That's the only correct thing to do. If you look at our facilities, they certainly don't look like Not at all. They're a blend between, you know, some of your traditional cubes and open spaces and then more of like the Google or tech workspaces with fireplaces and open seating and areas to collaborate and think tanks and studios. Um, because we want people to be comfortable. You're a better employee if you're comfortable, and it's a pleasant place to work. You're gonna perform your functions better, and we have a vital function. It's educating children in this commonwealth. We want our teachers in an environment to allow them to do that well.
1: Absolutely, and it was neat to see how your teachers could take their laptops and go into like a common area, and I mean, they're dialed in. They have the laptop plugged in, they've got their earphones on, and they're sitting there working in a really comfortable workspace.
2: Yep, that was the goal.
1: Yeah, very, very neat. And, you know, your curriculum, it's unstructured, but in a structured way, kind of based on that individual student, right?
2: Correct, yeah, it meets state standards. Um, It's vetted, we actually have third-party vetting to make sure our content does meet the Pennsylvania state standards, because we are, legally a 501c3 but we're an lea a public school wow. so we have to meet the same requirements as the traditional public schools when it comes to our content and our curriculum but the students have flexibility they can be synchronous which means they follow a traditional schedule and a group of students move together or they can be completely asynchronous which means they go at their own pace yeah a student can come into us as a third grader and they can finish third grade mid-year and start in the fourth we're not bound by you have to finish it in this many days or you can't go ahead if you start to advance so the students have a lot of flexibility even course by course basis you can accelerate math and not English wow. you can double up on sciences but maybe not your math so it gives the students that flexibility based on their aptitudes and their interests
1: and it's just really tailored towards them as a person yes yeah which I think again it's so unconventional mm-hmm. and in just a really new way fresh eyes looking at the individual student versus you know, you've got this block of 25 kids and everybody has to learn ABC at the same time.
2: Correct. Even the live lessons, that that student can determine where they want to be in it live, where that teacher's actually doing the live lesson, or they could decide, you know what, I'd rather do it on my own and I just watch the recording. Yeah. So I can pause it and stop it and do it how I want or do both. They can watch it live and then, re, you know, watch it again later in the evening.
1: And and catch up, right. Mm-hmm. I, I, again, it's just such a new way of thinking. And you know, you talk a lot about the student, you know, as a student, but also focusing on them after, mm-hmm. like what happens after I graduate and helping them to be career based. And, you know, workforce is the Pennsylvania Chamber's cornerstone issue. And when you, when we, you know, walked through your facility, you kept on saying, we prepare our students to be career ready. We, mm-hmm. we want them to be career How are you doing this?
2: Well, there's a couple ways. First of all, it's philosophical where we come from. Mm -hmm. I think many schools misidentify who their customers truly are. When you ask a lot of traditional school people, what are your customers? They identify the student and the family. And so I use the analogy of a dairy farmer. (laughs) (laughs) A dairy farmer's clients or his customers are not the dairy cow. It's the people that that product goes to. So in a public school, our customers are really the citizens of Pennsylvania. Yeah. It's our greater community where our school sits. Our product, what we have to grow and nurture and develop is the child and then put them out in the community so they're productive. So philosophically, our goal is to nurture that child so they can be productive within their local community. A couple ways we do that. We do a lot of career guidance. Um, where we talk to students about those aptitudes, those legs. We give them the the ONET surveys. We have a business executive that will come in and talk to them about, okay, you want to be a cosmetologist. Well, let's look at that. Do you want to own your own shop? Do you want to work in somebody's shop? Do you want to be in a local shop? Do you want to be in one of the high-end shops in a New York City or Chicago? There's a lot of different ways right. to take all kinds of different career fields, let alone you start getting into something like healthcare. care students don't even know the different professions that are out there in healthcare so it's our goal to kind of open up some of those doors for them and explain to them what opportunities may or may not be out there and have those good authentic discussions about like I said before where do you want to be when you're 25 and 30 not just a month after graduation right it may be college it may be a certification program it may be an associate's degree but let's talk about the path and then we'll back up to high school to help prepare you for that
1: Phenomenal. And you know, some of your students are already kind of paving their their way into what their future career. Many of them have their own LLCs.
2: They do. We have several students that have started their own companies, everything from fashion for the disabled to allergy-free cosmetics um, to one one group has a robotics company where they teach robotics to younger children. Um, We had one that um, became the CEO of her own company where she helps students um, write letters for scholarships. Because she actually overfunded her own college. Oh and so God. she took her entire senior year supporting other students in that endeavor.
1: That's amazing. That's amazing. Now, you know, we talked a little bit about your building. And again, I know it's still under construction, but you're getting a really neat addition to your building that will also aid in your curriculum. Yeah. Tell us about the cool new. Uh, I'll let you talk about it. You go
2: ahead. Well, what we wanted the building to function as is kind of an incubator space for business and kind of 21st century businesses that are out there. So what we're putting in is a state-of-the-art aquaponics facility.
1: I think it's so cool. Keep going. Um, It'll have tissue labs.
2: It'll have a genetic lab that actually will be able to do genetic manipulation down to the DNA level um, with plant cultures. And it's going to be part research, part production. Um, it's a real simple process. It's a closed system. The only thing gets introduced into the system is water and fish food. Um, the byproduct of the fish, which will be tilapia and koi fish, obviously they have a waste product. That waste product gets converted into nitrogen. That's what feeds all the plants. The plants clean the water. It gets refiltered and goes back into the fish, so it's a zero waste system. And we'll be able to produce the protein source, the fish or a product to put in the marketplace for landscapers, the koi fish, and then multiple types of fruits and vegetables and tree sources.
1: I can't wait. I can't wait till this is done. And you're going to have the students actually do the tours and and talk about the different... um, parts of the aquaponic stations correct
2: correct our long-term goal is and again it's going to take some training we're going to put our students in different type of experiences when you come into the facility you come into that welcome center and first get introduced whether you're having a tour of the program or you're talking about a specific plant whether you're in the tissue labs being given details about how we use CRISPR technologies we want you to only talk to children And so the students will do the PR. They'll do the marketing, they'll do the tour guides. They'll create the videos that when you go up and click your smartphone on a QR code, it's gonna be them on the video talking about what you're looking at. The whole way to the distribution network where we distribute the fish and distribute the product in the restaurants or grocery stores.
1: That is such exciting stuff. I mean, really, truly. Now, all of this, Reese, is just so entrepreneurial in the education realm. Where do you see CCA growing in the future?
2: That's an interesting. We have those internal discussions. Um, I can remember seven, eight years ago, people said we'd never grow beyond a four or 5,000 student school. Like, how many kids really want to go to school like this? And now we sit at 9,300. Um, I think our next big growth opportunity is to start to be a service organization to other schools and to businesses. We can provide anything from back office support. We're now writing our own curricular content and building our own learning management system that we can license that and put out in the marketplace to other schools. We also want to, what we're doing with this agriculture facility, the aquaponics in Harrisburg, we'd like to do the same thing in the Commonwealth with one that's health careers and one that's technology careers. Wow. And so that's the five-year goal to build those facilities that equal what we're doing with agriculture. Two of the most
1: in-demand needs here in the state, too, for healthcare workers and also computer technology. Yeah, and we're
2: doing our research of the, 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 the skills gap that we really have in Pennsylvania. We don't have a shortage of people. We have a shortage of skilled people to fill these exactly. jobs. I know I'm not telling you <laughs> anything you don't know. Well, where are the skills gaps? Let's build centers to meet that demand.
1: Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Reese, I can't thank you enough for stopping in, for giving us just a phenomenal tour of your building. It was exciting to bring more of our staff over. And you know, Commonwealth Charter Academy really is a cutting edge educational and family oriented institution here in Pennsylvania. Thank you for all the work that you do. We're excited that uh, next year we're going to be holding some of our educational events at your building, as well as having one of your students sing our national anthem at this year's annual chamber dinner. So exciting stuff. We thank you so much for your membership. We thank you for preparing Pennsylvania's future workforce, which is the critical need here that all of our employer members have. And to learn more about Commonwealth Charter Academy, visit ccaeducate.me. Again, that is ccaeducate.me. Thanks for listening.
0: You've been listening to the All Business Podcast from the Pennsylvania Chamber. Thanks for joining us, and be sure to check out more about us and our members on our website at pachamber.org. We'll see you next time. This program is produced by the Pennsylvania Chamber in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, USA. Copyright 2018.